Hey fam, my name is Maxim Seguin. I'm an entrepreneur, fitness mentor, philanthropist, and founder of the Seven Figure Body, Fit Vegan Coaching, and Empire Builders. I'm an Ironman 70.3 competitor and hybrid athlete who loves to use fitness as a means to help others live their life to their fullest potential. This show is here to help you unleash your true self and level up your life in all areas that matters. Enough talking, let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Maxim Seguin Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my business partner, Justin the Dragon. How you doing, man? Doing super good, brother. It's good to have you here with us in Santa Cruz County. Yes, I'm happy we made it down. We made it across the border. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we just had an awesome workout together. Um, went for some sushi. Super good. Yeah, a lot of sushi. You definitely ate way more than I thought you would be able to eat. Uh, people are surprised at how much I can eat, but uh, it's one of the reasons I'm called the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So for the people listening, again, this is a new show. This is episode three. And so I started this podcast because I want to be able to talk about various other subjects outside of just plant-based nutrition and fitness. And so Justin and I together co-founded Fit Rich Vegan, which we rebranded the Fit Rich Life. And we can dive a little bit deeper into that later on. Um, but the whole basics of the program is to help you get fit and get a handle on your money, right? Pay off your debt, increase your net worth, increase your earning capacity. Yep. Um, and so what I want to do today is kind of talk about Justin's story and how he got to the position where he's in now, where he is financially free. He got out of like 80K in debt. Yep. Yeah. So how he got out of debt, put himself in a, in a position to be financially free. Um, some of the strategies that he's used, the mindset shift that he's had to go through. Um, so let's just dive into it, man. Like, how did this whole journey start for you of like, I want to be financially free? It really started in my childhood. So growing up, money was like really tough. Like I was, it was the thing that caused the most stress, I would say, in, in my family, um, mm -hmm. uh, between my parents, as well as uh, just for me. Like I still vividly remember being like afraid to ask for new soccer shoes. Yeah. Because I didn't like want to stress my parents out about like having to like, purchased me shoes and we weren't like you know living on the streets but it was like i was on the free lunch program at school mm -hmm. and you know like so my childhood dream was to like be rich because that would solve all my problems yeah <laughs> um little did i know <laughs> we can talk about that later <laughs> we'll talk about that later so that's really kind of the uh original genesis of this desire to be financially free or kind of like in my mind i like i wanted to be a millionaire so bad yeah. I wanted to be rich. And, you know, when I was growing up, that really kind of looked like me, like looking like I was rich, mm -hmm. but I, you know, wasn't rich. Like I would, you know, buy the nice clothes and drive the nice car. And that really, that kind of same pattern uh, stayed with me for much of my life, honestly, all the way through until my early thirties. Like I was all about really looking wealthy versus actually being wealthy. And this was really exacerbated um, when I ended up uh, working in Hollywood nightlife, uh, the nightclub business for, of all places, yeah. because in Hollywood and especially in the nightclub business, all about like, you know, looking like rich and, you know, awesome and like everything's good. But the funny thing about that is like so many of those people, uh, not all of them, but many of them, myself included, like, we looked rich, but we were fucking broke uh, yeah. because like 
all of our money was going into the like nice condo that we rented, the nice Range Rover we we drove, like we ate every meal out at a fancy restaurant. And it was basically we spent everything that we made and more. Yeah. <laughs> so just pushing ourselves into debt to look like we were rich. So question for you. So we kind of have a same brought up. We talked about this before off off podcast. So you know there's a comp- there's a, a chunk of people where they um they try to live it so that they can attract it. Mm. And some people will like fake it more from like an let's say more than an ego aspect. I think it's like it's it's pretty intense to say that, but more of like a, an ego of like I want to look rich yeah. versus I'm gonna act and buy these things so that I can like attract it one day. Which one was it more for you as you so for like, me it was more about you know, I don't mind. I would never say this back then, uh, but now I'm happy to admit it. For me, I just wanted people to think I was rich. Mm-hmm. I didn't care like, like that I wasn't rich. I just wanted people to like. I mean, I I cared, but I was more concerned about other people thinking that I was rich, and like playing that part. Right? Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't like I was trying to attract being rich by like you know like faking it until I was making it. I was more like, I just want to like everyone to think I'm rich because I want to be rich so bad. Uh, because like, then I'm good enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'll say, you're not alone in the boat. (laughs) It's like, it's just you. I I did the same thing for, for a long time too. So how, when, when was the pivotal point for you? Cause you've always wanted that. And then we talked about like, like your, your rock bottom of when things shifted. What was that for you? Yeah, so basically there was a kind of defining time in my life uh towards the the end of it was I think November of 2014 if I'm remembering the the date right. Um and uh you know during my time in Hollywood I uh ended up like racking up debt and I actually got six years behind on my taxes. And like, I just has, I was so afraid to even look at my money. Like yeah. I didn't, like, it was like, I was in collections and like, you know, credit card debt, school loan debt, six years behind on my taxes. And I was just so ashamed because mm-hmm. I was also, it was kind of like paradoxical because I was always great at making a lot of money. Yeah. Like even in Hollywood, I was making like two, 300 grand a, a year. But yeah. I was like spending it all and more. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, you know, I got out of the Hollywood business because what I recognized for myself, and this is I've gone through this iteration a few times, um, where I looked around all the like the people, the men mm-hmm. specifically in the industry, and I was like, do I want to like be like any of them? Mm-hmm. And like the nightclub owners, the you know, top, you know, party promoters. Um, you know, those, and I was just like, um, many of them had like many great features, but like all the ones that were like good husbands and like good fathers, like got out of the business. Yeah. And the ones that were fathers and husbands that stayed in the business eventually became bad fathers and bad husbands if they weren't already, because there's just so much temptation. You're like in a nightclub, like partying all the time. There's like drugs, women, um just temptation temptation everywhere and i was like okay i know that 
literally within the first year or two, I was like, I'm, I'm becoming five to 10% worse of a person per year, mm-hmm. just because the nature of the business, drugs, alcohol, money, prestige, power, um, you know, that. And I was like, if I stay in this, I'm going to be a really shitty person in like 10 years. I'm going to yeah. be like a really shitty person, really, really shitty person in 20 years. And so I was like, okay, I got to get out of this. And unfortunately during that time, um, you know, this comes kind of with the territory as well is I got like heavily into drugs and alcohol. So, uh, specifically, uh, you know, drinking every single day. Cause I worked every day in the nightclub and that was normal. So I didn't think I had a problem, but I was drinking yeah, seven days a week. Your environment. Yep. Yeah. Smoking pot seven days a week, every day, all day and taking Adderall. Like mm-hmm. it was normal because in that industry that is normal. Yeah. But like, and so the first step for me was getting sober from marijuana. Cause what I recognized for myself is like, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really drink. Uh, I didn't get drunk until I was like 19 and living in Spain. I took a gap year before I went to college. And then I don't even think I ever smoked pot until I was like 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely didn't try at all until I was like close to, I don't know, probably 26, 27. And so I was doing that all day, every day. But the thing I noticed about marijuana is I was totally functional, but it killed my drive. Mm-hmm. And I was always one of the most driven people I knew up until I started smoking pot. And then it was like, basically I watched my whole like career, like flatline. Yeah. Like I was still making good money, but I wasn't, I stopped going up. Like I, I got to like two to 300 grand and then I just kind of like flatlined Yeah. and I wasn't getting wealthier and I wasn't getting like healthier or happier. And I was like, okay, the marijuana is keeping me just comfortable enough not to make a change. Yeah. And so the first step is I just decided cold turkey to like stop smoking pot. Now I continued to drink and continued to take some Adderall. But just by like getting off the marijuana, I basically within about two weeks, I fell into like deep, deep depression, like suicidal depression. Literally, it was like, I just want to like commit suicide and end this because like, like I can't make like I can't like I'm ashamed of like who I've become. And, you know, ultimately, like one of the biggest reasons I was ashamed is actually because I originally stopped out of Stanford University, which was my childhood dream, yeah. was to go to Stanford University. I got in, not on the first try, and we can talk about that if we want. But um, on the second try, I got in, I went there, and then I almost completed it. And then I was meaning to stop out for just one year to kind of go like work and figure out what I want to do next. Yeah. And I ended up falling into Hollywood nightlife. And then eight years later, I still hadn't finished my Stanford degree. So people would find out like occasionally I didn't ever talk about it too much in, in nightlife. Cause it's like who the hell who goes to Stanford, like goes and works in a nightclub. Yeah. Um, but when it would come up, they'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. You graduated to Stanford. And I wouldn't lie, but I would say I went to Stanford. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I went to Stanford. But I wouldn't like hidden within that was the white lie that I actually didn't graduate. And so I was really like I kind of uh, developed this like inferiority complex like, oh, I'm not good enough because I didn't actually finish that. So I fell into that deep depression because like I've been suppressing like all these different emotions by doing all this like drugs and alcohol and smoking pot. So uh, Carl Jung, like one of the like founding fathers of psychology, he has this saying that um, depression is mother nature's way of resetting the psyche. Mm-hmm. So basically that like five years of like 
you know, 24 seven, like pot smoking. Well, not 24 seven because I couldn't smoke it when I'd sleep, but I probably would have, if I could have figured out how to do that. <laughs> um, I was like, all those emotions that had been storing for years had come up for processing. Yeah. Finally. And so, um, yeah, crash course on yes, processing. Yeah. So I literally was like, if it wasn't for literally my best friend at the time, who's now my wife, and my mom, my dad, and my brothers, who I was able to talk to every day and be super open about like, hey, like, you know, I'm seriously considering like suicide. You know, they were like, I didn't do it because I didn't want to hurt them. Yeah. And eventually after about four months, it cleared. Like I just had to emote the shit out of it. Yeah. Like, and then as soon as it cleared up, I was like, I know what I need to do. I need to go back to Stanford and finish my degree. Yeah. Because- one that was my childhood dream and i can't leave that incomplete like i know that's the next step and i don't know what i'm going to do next but i know if i go back there that is the best environment you talked about environment that yeah. i've ever been into uh been in like smartest people i've ever been around best like hearts just up to really great things in the world and i was like well i'm gonna go re reboot my life and like go back there and figure it out so i left my career in hollywood even though super successful on the outside making lots of money partying for a living like you know looking like i was living the dream yeah the instagram dream life oh like so many of my friends from like high school college were like oh you just live the life yeah. And I'm like secretly like depressed. Yeah. So uh, basically when I came back to Stanford at the end of two thir uh, 2013, um, I had two quarters to finish up. And it was a challenging time because um, basically uh, that was the same time that uh, I found out that my parents, uh, um, my my mom's house was getting foreclosed on. And uh, my dad got diagnosed with prostate cancer. And this was like, as I'm trying to finish the last quarter of Stanford. And I just like, it ended up taking me like, uh, like an additional quarter or two to get everything completely done. Cause yeah. it was just so emotionally hard for me. Like I was freaking out. My mom's like going to lose her house. And like, my dad is like, you know, uh, diagnosed with cancer. And um, so finally finished it like struggled through that got it done and it was at stanford that i actually met like this uh the founder of uh what would become the founder of a stanford startup um and that's a whole nother podcast that we can go into if, if we want at some point but uh the short part of that story before i get to the kind of like money turning point is like I could have never predicted that I would become a founding team member of a Stanford startup, but yeah. that's the kind of stuff that can happen when you change your environment. Yeah. Is like the, there's just like so many possibilities. And you know, one of the things I always coach around is like if you want to change your life, change your environment. Mm -hmm. And this can be literally just change up a room in your house. It can mean move to a new city, it can mean move to a new country, you know change jobs, like, you know, change your virtual environment. Like what kind of environments are you spending time in online? Yeah. All those are super important. So, um, that was like, you know, very good fortune, but at the end of 2014, I was finally cleaning up those back taxes, working with a professional. Um, and as part of the motivation to kind of like continue to, um, go through that, process um i had listened to this podcast um on the tim ferris uh podcast yeah uh with this guy named mr money mustache and i was like 
as I was like working through my taxes, I was like, I was like, and he had like on the podcast, he'd just spoken about money in ways I'd never like, like what he said made sense, but I'd never thought about it in the ways that he was talking about. And so I was like, I should go look up that guy. Yeah. And then I went up and I, I looked him up and I stumbled upon this article called the shockingly simple math behind early retirement. And basically I read through it and it all made perfect sense. Like to me, I was like, oh my God, if I had known this, when I was working in Hollywood nightclubs, making like 150 to 300 grand, I would be a fucking millionaire by now. And I would be financially free, financially independent. And that just like lit a fire underneath me. And I was like, well, it's never fucking too late. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I'm like freaking, I, I think I was 35 at the time. I can't do the math. Right. But anyways, uh, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to like, change everything financially and i went from trying to like look rich to like i don't fucking care i want to earn as much money as possible and save as much money because that's yeah. the two sides of the equation like the way to get to financial independence and this is what like um in the article he talks about yeah uh the way to get the financial independence the fastest is to increase your savings rate as high as possible so your savings rate is the total amount of money that you keep each month, right? And you can look at it per month, per year, per quarter, whatever. But basically it's your what you earn minus your expenses divided, that number divided by the total amount that you earned. So basically whatever that percentage is. So if yeah. you can actually keep 80 or 90% plus, you can get to financial like independence in like as little as like, two to five years yeah now if you can just keep 50 percent of it you'll get there in like 10 to 13 years yeah but most people in the u.s have less than a five percent savings rate and many people have a negative savings rate this is why they have to work for 60 plus years and even then many of them don't have enough money to get through retirement yeah the, the rat race yeah ultimately right they're always they're spending more and they're always trying to catch yeah. up on paying off the line of credit the yeah and cards. as they earn more they spend more and this yeah. is called hedonic adaptation or lifestyle inflation or lifestyle creep and yeah. so i finally fucking was like no no more lifestyle creep but yeah. i didn't just focus on cutting costs i focused equally as hard on earning as much as possible which that's a powerful side of the equation yeah because you can there's um only so much like you can you, save you can like cut costs yeah but it's where everyone needs to start because most people have way too much what i like to call financial fat they're just like spending they have all these subscriptions they eat out all the time they're just like not managing their expenses at all and they're just carrying all this like extra financial fat that is like, you know, financial expenses fat. Mm -hmm. And if you just go take a few months and really just get all your expenses aligned with your values, your vision and your goal, then suddenly you've reduced your expenses, like maybe as much as like cut them down by half or more. Yeah. And then suddenly by doing that, you have like, let's say you cut your expenses by a half, you literally are doubling your savings rate. Yeah. Right. With not even changing your earnings. Yeah. But then you can go work on the earning and you can earn the, the like you can earn 
almost to like infinity, right? There's yeah. people who make multiple millions or even billions. Per day. <laughs> yeah, per day, per yeah. month, et cetera. And so a lot of people will stop. They'll cut their, they'll go to like getting their like uh, expenses, like really cut down and they'll really go to like a frugal lifestyle. Yeah. But they, they kind of are lax or lazy or don't even focus on earning more. They kind of just are like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'm just the type of person who only can make like 50 grand a year. And I'll just like, frugal myself to financial independence yeah where i was like no fuck that i want to do both yeah i want to go hard as hell so for two years i didn't eat out no joke didn't eat out one time unless i think there's a couple times but it was paid for by somebody else yeah literally didn't go to the movies and i still had tons of fun because for me i made frugality a game yeah i was like let me see how creative and how much fun i can have while i cut my expenses to the bone yeah Literally. And it was like a super fun, like two years for me. And in that same year, I got coaches and mentors around money and uh, earning. Mm -hmm. And my like uh, coaches literally showed me my potential, my earning potential that I was unaware of because I was in like uh, B2B, uh, like enterprise technology sales. Yeah. And I was unaware of how much could actually be made in that because like I was new to the industry or newer. Yeah. And one of my like mentors and coaches, uh, actually two of them, the two main ones, they're like, yeah, you can easily make like 300 to $500,000 plus a year. And like the top ones, the top people will make 500 to a million a year. Yeah. And I was like, mind blown, like just mind exploded. It was like, wait, I've only been making like 150 to 200. Yeah. You're telling me I can double, triple that like, or even more. And suddenly when I had somebody who believed in me, my yeah. potential, and also told me what was possible, I was finally open to that possibility. Yeah. And so all those things happened in a two year period. So it started with that Mr. Money mustache article. I was like, okay, I got to get my savings rate super high. So I, I eventually got my savings rate up to like 80 to 90% plus every single month, which that's impressive. That's pretty yeah. challenging to do. It is super hard, especially where I live um, in the Bay area. Cause it's really high cost of living here. It's one of the yeah. highest cost of living in place, but I was making crazy money. Like I yeah. went from making 150, then I think I made 444,000 after I got my coaches. Yeah. And then the following year I made over 700,000. And then the following year after that, I made almost $900,000 in a single year. Yeah. And so basically in two years, I became a millionaire. Yeah. From negative 80,000 to millionaire. You stashed everything. So I invested like a crazy person. I was like literally investing like some, some months, like 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a month. Yeah. And it was also a really good time in the market because like the market was going up. So like as I was investing in it, it was taking that money and compounding it really fast because the market was on an upswing. Yeah. So like if I had just kept the money, I prop and just put it in like a savings account that didn't get any, you know, interest or anything. Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't have got to a millionaire so fast. But because yeah. I had the market working on my behalf and I was just like, Every month, investing like crazy, saving as much and investing as much as possible. I rocketed up to like millionaire in two years. Yeah. So also I want to bring it back for the people listening. So like you said, there's two parts of the equation, right? So there's how much you can live on. So saving and cutting on that, but also increasing your earning capacity. So obviously yep. if you earn more then savings rate would technically go up because it's a bigger number you're Correct. paying with. 
provided your expenses stay the same. Yeah, which is challenging. So how did you, I understand that you made it a game yeah. um, and I want to make it like tangible for people that are listening. Yeah. So what, how can you help someone with reducing the cost? Because I kind of was exposed to the same amount of money that you were over the past few years where it just grows by like multi six figure per year. Yeah. And if the lifestyle creeps up on yeah. you, it's like, well, I'm going to the restaurant. I'm not going to check. Oh, I'm busy. I'm just going to eat out. Or like, yeah. I really want this thing. Therefore, I'm going to buy the thing. How yeah. did you like, how did you handle that? Yeah. Really? Like, you're stacking 70K a month. Like you might, my, my brain would go like a nice watch right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go eat out. Let's go on a trip that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So really great question. So, and this is something like, I think both you and I work with on, uh, our, our coaching clients is, is you have to have like a really big why, mm -hmm. because if I had no why behind why I was earning that much money and you know, why I was being that frugal, like I would have easily just stepped back into the old, you know, Hollywood Justin who just wants to like spend and, you know, buy nice clothes and drive nice cars and live in super expensive condos and that. But to me, my, I recognized during that time that my highest personal value is freedom. And that freedom was more important than anything to me. Yeah. And so I wanted to get myself into a position where no matter what happened, if like I suddenly didn't like my job anymore, or I just wanted to take like a, you know, a few months break or a sabbatical or just take a year off or just like, you know, I didn't want to be uh, at the mercy of my job or my income. I wanted to get to a point that no matter what happened, I could say like, hey, that doesn't work for me. That's not the life I want to live. Yeah. And I'm totally okay because I don't need this money. I don't need this job. Yeah. You know, I don't need this income from like some, you know, other source. I had built up my own kind of like stash yeah. that and, and, and getting to that point, that was that freedom, that vision of truly being free was what drove me. And it, yeah. because I was like, okay, I could go buy nice stuff or I could just keep working at this, knowing that eventually that like, eventually I'll get to a point where I have so much money that I can increase my lifestyle but stay financially free. But first yeah. I got to get the financial freedom and then I can start to upgrade my lifestyle in lockstep. So I always stay financially free. Yeah. But I can continue as I like accumulate more wealth. I can like upgrade my lifestyle in lockstep to always stay financially free. And that has always been like that financial freedom first getting there and then yeah. maintaining that is now kind of like, which continues to drive me like, you know, even as a multimillionaire, like I could go buy a really nice house yeah. in the Bay. But if I bought too expensive of a house, then I would be at the mercy of that mortgage and I would yeah. have to work and make money. Yeah. Otherwise I would lose the house. And, you know, unless I own the house outright, when you can't buy like a super, super nice house in the Bay for just like, you know, 500 grand, it's like 2 million here for like an okay house. Yeah. And like a really nice house is like three, four or 5 million plus here in the Bay. So I didn't want to be like, 
cool. Now I got this nice house, but if I lose my income, like I'm fucked. And then yeah. if I default on my mortgage, it doesn't matter if I own 90% of the house. It's still gone. It's the bank still owns it up until I completely pay it off. Yeah. And so right now, like me and my wife, we rent, we rent in a really beautiful place. I mean, like you're here, it's like very beautiful. Yeah, it's a really no nice home. And, and so for me, it's, it's still like, I'm still tied to that same vision, being yeah. financially free, that freedom, just knowing that like, hey, like if I change my mind on how I want to live my life, I can literally like snap my fingers and transform. I don't have to be like, well, I can't do it because I need the money. Yeah. Like from this income source, whatever it is, whether it's entrepreneurial, uh, like endeavor, like a consulting endeavor, like a corporate job, whatever. It's just like, for me, that freedom is so important. So for people who want to get to financial freedom fast, you have to tie yourself to a bigger vision. Like is like having that financial freedom, that financial independence, is it a big enough why for you? And for some people, it will be. For other people, they'll need to decide on another why. And maybe that's like being able to take care of their parents or, you know, being able to take care of the kids and like them be there for their kids. Cause I have like, you know, Mr. Money Mustache is a perfect example. The reason he did what he did is because he wanted to be there uh, for, to raise his kid. He didn't want to yeah. have to be in a cubicle because he was like a software engineer. He's yeah. like, wait a minute, like mathematically, I can figure out how to get to financial independence. And then I can literally like, retire and raise my kid yeah and that's what he did yeah and that's beautiful right now that's like for me that like we don't have kids yet so that's not why i did it but for me i just wanted to make sure that i had that freedom and that was such a big driving why and it still is like and that's related to my values right yeah and part of my vision for my life is always being and feeling free so Let's define that because <laughs> I've heard we talked about all these great concepts and I'm like, we didn't define what financial freedom, financial independence is. Yeah. So what, what does that, what does that mean? What does that look like? And you gave me like a kind of a quick equation to kind of figure out what, yeah. the, what that, what that number would, would have to be. Yeah. So there's a couple, like it's defined differently by different people, but the way I like to think about financial independence is meaning that your assets that generate income, cover the cost of your living expenses so that you never have to do any paid work. Now you can, if you'd like to do paid work, I love to make money. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop making money because it's fun for me, yeah. but I only wanna make money doing work that I enjoy. I don't wanna have to like do work to make money, but I hate the work because then I'm not free, right? And so basically being financially independent means that like you never have to work for money. You get to work for money if you choose to. Mm -hmm. But basically it means like you can live for the rest of your life without earning another dollar, like from a job. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then an easy way to kind of calculate this and we won't go deep into the like, how all this works necessarily in the show like um is there's something called the four percent rule of thumb and basically it's a rule of thumb so you got to keep that in mind basically it they did all these studies and they basically found out that you could pretty much live off of four percent of your 
net worth if it was invested in broad-based like index funds mm-hmm. um, for 30 plus years and never run out of money. Um, and if you just, so basically if you want to figure out like what your like financial independence, like number would be is you just figure out like, okay, what are my annual expenses? And you multiply that by 25 and then that will give you your 4% number. Uh, so basically, you know, I'll just do the math here. So let's say like, I spent, call it six grand a month times 12 uh, times 25. That means I need $1.8 million in order for that 4% rule of thumb mm-hmm. to come in fa- uh, come into effect. Because at 1.8 million times 0.04, that gives me $72,000 to live off a year divide by 12, that's that $6,000 I said. So if mm-hmm. you know I spend $6,000 a month, like yeah. basically at 72,000 a year, and that means you need 1.8 million invested in broad-based index funds to then be uh, like have that 4% rule of thumb be in effect. And you can live off of that like 4% of the dividends that and interest and growth those uh indexed funds throw off for yeah. at least 30 years yeah but like a lot of additional studies have shown that like a couple of things one most people continue to make some money somewhere yeah so it's not like they just start spending down mm. that like 1.8 million they'll actually like oh like they'll do a little side job make you know maybe twenty thirty thousand dollars a year so suddenly they don't they're not spending 72,000 a year because they're actually making call it 20 grand. So they're only, they're making 20 spending 72. So they're really only spending down 52,000 of that 1.8 million per year. So it slows it down. So suddenly you went from like 30 years. Now you're up to like, I don't know, I'd have to do all the math, but like now you're up to 40 years Yeah. and then you figure out something else or you lower your costs or you like start making even more money. And it's like, wait a minute. Like now it's like just keeps expanding and expanding. So yeah, basically for me, my original five number was like 1.5 million. Cause that like, let's see, one is that? It's like five grand ish. Uh, 1.5 million times 0.04 divided by 12. That's five, five grand a month. Yeah. Cause I, I got myself well, well below that. And yeah. It, and so like, that's pretty tough to do in this area. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, think of rent. I got to pay for when we move. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But I was like, you know, I really, the biggest thing is that you want to think of like, when you first get into this, you want to think about the three biggest things uh, that like affect your expenses. One is like your, your housing, rent, yeah. mortgage, et cetera. That's always the, the biggest one. And then depending on who you are, the second biggest one is either food or car. Yeah, and, and sometimes people just spend a lot of money on food. Some people spend a lot of money on car. But if you can optimize one of those, you're going to go really like a lot faster. If you can optimize two of those, you're going to go even faster. If you can optimize all three really low, you're going to go really fucking fast. Yeah. And so I optimized all three. I sold my Range Rover, got a Prius. I stopped eating. Is that out. still the one you have now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so even though I'm a multimillionaire, I drive a Prius, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I don't care cause I have a wife and it's like, I'd rather be like fit and rich than like drive a nice car. Yeah. Like, and I could go buy a Range Rover now and like whatever, but like, to me, it's like, what is it for? Right. Yeah. 
like is it more of an uh, an ego piece yeah is it to yeah. impress other people yeah or is it to like do something else and so for me i've just really been playing with it the last few years so like yeah i've been thinking like oh, i kind of want a tesla and i keep asking myself is that my ego that wants a tesla is it the part of me that wants to go fully electric like yeah. what is it and i'm not totally sure so i'm just waiting yeah right so those are th the things to think about like create that big why use the four four percent rule of thumb and some of you people like listening watching you'll be like fuck like I spend a hundred grand a year and I barely make a hundred grand a year, or I make 70,000 a year and I'm going into more and more debt a year. Yeah. This is why it's really important. You know, and this is what we work on with our clients in fit rich life coaching is like starting to actually manage and track your money. Yeah. Cause what gets measured gets managed, empowered and manifested. Mm -hmm. Right. So I actually took Peter Drucker, like one of the kind of like, luminaries of like business um yeah. management his his quote is like what gets measured gets managed i've just built upon that what gets measured gets managed empowered and manifested so if you're measuring your savings rate then you can start to empower it to grow that savings rate even higher which yeah. will then manifest you achieving financial freedom but if you never start measuring it it's like basically if i drop you in the ocean and say like, hey, meet me, you know, in Hawaii. If you don't know where you're at, you don't know how to get where you want to go, yeah. right? You have to know where you're at and where you're going each, like each step of the way in order to go. Like, so you think about it like a GPS, right? Yeah. So like m tracking, managing your money starts to give you that GPS system. Yeah. Like, am I tracking towards where I want to go or am I off course? Okay, now I need to course correct. Yeah. so many people myself included and until i started working with professionals i was so afraid to look at my money it's another big part right is people are like you said some people are making 70k and are spending 100k i bet you the people that are spending 100 making 70 don't even know they're spending an additional 30 they just see the credit yep. card bill and they're like oh i'm just gonna pay for it because yep. you know i need to pay for it and at the end of the year like god damn yeah line of credit has an extra 30k on it and i don't know how i got there yeah yeah. And this is, this is just like one of those things you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, um, we live in a society that like constantly is programming us through media to consume. Yeah. Right. And, um, until you like take a stand and start like creating like the self-awareness of like what you are doing. And that's what tracking does for us. It allows us to be like, wait a minute, is my consumption in line with my values, my vision, and my goals, right? Because yeah. many of us have a goal to be financially free, right? But that goal is unachievable if you don't actually like see if your spending and life is in line with that goal and the values that you're going to have to develop uh, in order to achieve that goal. So one of the things that I really love um, is this, this idea that our actions reveal our values mm -hmm. and our values empower us to achieve our goals so when you realize like wait a minute my actions show me that like i really am not disciplined with my money i'm really terrible with my money like then the way to change your value like if you want to be disciplined take disciplined action around your money or your fitness 
and discipline is a scary word for a lot of people, but I had a coach reframe it, it to me because yeah, it sounds it, hard. It, it sounds like lack of freedom. Correct. what discipline sounds for a lot of people. But Jocko Willings, discipline I'm, equals freedom. <laughs> true. But the way I like to think of it is I am a disciple mm -hmm. of my money. I'm a disciple of my fitness. And what is a disciple? They are devotional. They are reverent, mm -hmm. right? And so like, I love being a disciple of my fitness and my money. I love being a disciple of my fitness, of my best life, uh, right? Yeah. Because then it's like, I am in reverence and devotional to those aspects of my life. And now like discipline along with freedom mm -hmm. are two of my core values, right? Yeah. And there's this really awesome yogic term called moksha, which literally means um, freedom uh, through constraint. Yeah, I think you put that in one of your presentations. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you think about it, when you go and exercise, you're constraining your body into this like, okay, I'm going to do this workout that is like putting like kind of putting in me this like this physical box that's going to force me to like go through challenging movements to like get more fit but mm -hmm. as you get more fit you become more free and yeah. then when you start to track your money you're constraining things right you're starting to like measure savings expenses like put boundaries boundaries yeah. etc and then suddenly you have a bunch you start accumulating money in yeah. it, like achieving more and more financial freedom yeah. and so literally you actually get freedom through constraint or through discipline yeah. or you know as jocko willing says like you know discipline equals freedom or whatever he says but it's yeah. like it's so fucking true and like jocko's like hardcore like yeah. hard i'm like yeehaw crazy happy fun and i'm yeah. like yeah i'm devotional right yeah. so it's like it doesn't matter how you get to it like all the wealthiest people they're super disciplined some yeah, of them are sure. crazy fun wild people some of them are super hardcore like army type militant people it doesn't matter but like they all have that like you know that that core value of discipline in that. yeah so i first i appreciate you sharing that there's there's a component of like mindset that that i that i want to also talk about sure but i just want to touch on a piece of of tracking which is basically a form of bringing awareness mm -hmm. to those areas that are important to you yep and i feel that as humans we tend to numb ourselves Right. So it could be with drugs or alcohol, but it could also be with like social media, YouTube, TV, Netflix, 100%. and all of these things. So people are very numb to their bodies yeah. and their health. So they could be carrying 40, 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. They could be 30, 40 K in debt. Yeah. And never, and they choose to live as if it's not there because it's too painful to look at. Yeah. Right. And so ultimately, the people that are going to listen to this podcast episode, will have somewhat of a desire to improve or else they would just not be on this channel ultimately. <laughs> yeah. um, but the people that are somehow fail onto this, <laughs> yeah. that are numb to a lot of the areas of their life, like bringing awareness to it and just tracking, not even the, the intention of tracking to make a change, but just tracking to bring awareness to it, 100%. I think would make the world of a difference. It'd be like, ah, oh, damn, like I'm spending, I think I, when we started working together, we started Fit Rich Life over a year ago. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dude, like track your expenses. And that's kind of time where I was making, like, I was building up in my income. I was like, man, I spent like two grand on food last month. Yeah. And I didn't even yeah. know I spent two grand on food. You said that to me and I was like, dude, that's a, 
I like I spend like eight or nine hundred for two people, but two grand is like and I spend like all organic, like I buy a lot of groceries. Yeah, I was like, spend two grand fucking food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this it's Whole Foods, man. Yeah, Whole Foods in LA. But uh, yeah, yeah, pretty like it's crazy. So definitely bringing awareness really helped a lot to be like, okay, like I'm definitely spending too much on this. Now when I go to a restaurant, I'm like, how many times do we go this week? Okay, yep. cool. I know it's like 60 bucks, 40 bucks. I yep. kind of know where I'm at ultimately. Yeah. Um, we'd love to talk about mindset. Sure. Because there's two components of what we shared. Saving money, lowering your cost of living, right? Yeah. And some of your biggest expenses. Yeah. And increasing your earning capacity. Yeah. Um, you know about upper limiting, right? Yeah. Um, damn, what's the book? I forgot. Uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. The Big Leap. So for those people listening that have read it, you're going to understand the next point. If you haven't, go read the book. Highly recommended. So when you talk about lowering your cost of living, I think there's upper limits that can show up in there. Yeah. And when you talk about increasing your earning capacity, there's definitely upper limits that can show up in there. Yeah. yeah. So how did you navigate going from like living nightclub, making like, you know, multi six figures, but spending multi yeah. six figures to going like, okay, I'm going to make like close to a million now. And I'm going to cut down my, my rate of saving. Like what mindset changes do you have to make on the saving sides and on the earning capacity side? Yeah. Again, this is why I go back to like having it be a game, right? Mm -hmm. Cause like, Humans, the the cool thing about us is like we are so dynamic. Like we can literally make anything a game. Yeah. Right. And you don't have to play a game forever. Mm -hmm. Right. So I knew like, okay, like I'm gonna pit, play this fr frugality thing. I'm gonna have fun. And I'm gonna enroll like my wife into to the bigger vision, right? So like many of you like have a partner, right? Yeah. So like you can't tell your significant other what to do or not to do. Like I tried that, like with the money stuff to. and like it totally <laughs> blew up in my face and it was like stupid. Yeah. So, but you can enroll them in your goals and dreams and vision and, and, and ask them to support you. So mm -hmm. like that is definitely, if you're not single and you are in some sort of family unit, whether that's with a partner or, you know, you have kids or whatever, you do have to get like the other people in the household on board with you. So that's yeah. like a, a part of the kind of overall like thing that you do. Um, the mindset that you want to like uh, take on is, is like really being like the champion of your own life, the author of your own life, but also like really like how can you make it fun for you? So basically for me, I created like kind of like a mission statement for myself that like I was going to pursue financial independence while having as much fun and feeling as free as possible. So like for me, like some people will approach financial independence and it's a slog. It just sucks for multiple years. And it's like, once I get there, then I can finally enjoy life. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to have fun the entire way there. Because if I'm having fun doing it, then I get even more motivated to save even more and make even more. Because if mm. I'm like making a big game out of it. Yeah. And so that's what I did for myself that really worked. And there's just so many different ways to save money that you don't recognize until you, till you start going down uh, that. So like I started to learn how to travel hack, basically like using like credit card signup bonuses to get uh, travel points. And then I ended up racking up like over a million like points. I haven't paid for like an airline ticket um, since 2014, like almost nine years. Yeah. yeah. Like that's insane. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. All this took place at 20. Uh, I'm sorry. All this went down that first. Sorry. I just remember the date. It was November 2017 when I read that Mr. Money 
mustache article. Uh, November 2014, I think was when I was finally finishing up like things at Stanford okay. um, or sometime around there. Um, or, uh, but yeah, it was 2017. So just to like correct the timeline, but basically that's the mindset is like, is re you really have to like make it fun because no one wants to do anything that's like hard or sucks. Right. Yeah. But if like, just like people can fall in love with like working out, like working out is like, you're literally putting your body through struggle and pain. Yeah. But like how many people love to work out. Right. Yeah. And sometimes people who are out of shape have to learn how to fall in love with that process. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's step one. Um, step two. Uh, so like make it a game, like fall in, uh, step two is like, you know, enroll the people around you. Cause it is money is a team game. If you're in any sort of family unit. Mm -hmm. So like, they don't have to go at the same speed as you. They don't have to do what you do, but they at least need to support you doing what you want to do in order to achieve that financial freedom. Because if they're working against you or it's causing friction in the relationship, that's not going to be a fun life, right? Yeah. So that's the second part. The third part is you really have to fall in love with the journey. The process is the prize. This is something Ryan Holiday uh, uh, says in his book, The Obstacle is the Way, which is like one of my favorite books. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. And, and like the process is the prize. So the process of kind of like getting your expenses in line and then strategically working to like earn more money, it's not actually earning more money or lowering your expenses. It's the process of going through that. Yeah. And by going through that, you're going to have to become a whole new person. And, and this is where like, I forget, oh, I think it was actually Tony Robbins teacher. Um, what's his name? Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, yeah. who actually said, it's not the goal. It's the person that you're going to have to become to achieve the goal. Yeah. So the goal isn't financial freedom or to lower expenses or to earn more money. Like, I mean, that'd be fitter. That's yeah. exactly. That's the goal, but yeah. that's not really what's important. What's really important is the person that you're going to become. Mm -hmm. And since I went down this path, I've become such a better person to myself, to my wife, to like the positive impact that I'm making in the world. And yeah. that's what you want to like start to be like, is like, who do I have to become to lower my expenses, to mm -hmm. earn more money, to create financial freedom and get excited about becoming that person. Right. And then getting those values, vision and goals, like all aligned. Right. So you have a goal of financial freedom. Okay, cool. What are the values you're going to have to have in order to get there? Like, and what is the vision? of not only like achieving financial freedom, but the vision of how you get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you start with a big vision, a big why, you work back to like the goals um, or you can develop the goal and the vision kind of at the same time. And then uh, as you have that goal and vision, what are the values you're gonna have to develop and then make all of that a game and roll the people around you. And that whole thing is like a game plan to get you to financial freedom. Yeah, I love that. It's basically, that's what I find interesting with a lot of successful people that I have around me with, you know, you being a part of those, the, the level of reframing that everyone goes through, through each, like whether it's, whether it's they, they're like really rich and they want to get fitter or whether they're super fit and they want to <laughs> learn to make money. Right. Or they're like trying to navigate yeah. both at the same time. Um, it's always like a, a, a game of reframing yeah. because everyone has access to some of the same things what's the difference between starving and fasting 
It's a choice. <laughs> it's literally just a different frame. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's what I said when I was poor. I was fasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fasting. Okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, no, nah, man, like a, a lot of the tools that you've shared with me have helped me a lot since we met. Yeah. Because you told me, I think I'd heard about financial freedom like many, many years ago. But I was probably 13 years old. Yeah. Right. So I was like, ah, that's a cool thing. But when you presented it to me in the position that I was in, I was like, shit, like that's actually like achievable within the next like three to five years. Easily. Like, and, but then you told me about like, um, paying off the debt yeah. first, which I'm happy that I did that. Yeah. The 60K is just gone. Right. Don't you feel lighter and like more powerful and happier and healthier? Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's just not there anymore. And then the other part you told me is security accounts. Yeah. Like building security accounts yeah. for your life and for yeah. your business. And then I, was, I built those. Yeah. I have six months in each. Yeah. Also called an emergency fund. Um, yeah. But basically it's just like a buffer. Like if anything goes wrong, like, you know, you have a nice like cushion. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, whatever, my, all my online businesses failed at the same time. I'm going to be okay for like several months. Yeah. Right. So doing that brought a big feeling of security. Yep. Because now I think in total, I could probably take a year off of everything and be good and have yep. time to think of what other thing I would want to do. Yeah. Um. So that was, that was such a big move. So a lot of things that you shared with me that allowed me to like pay off the debt, build a security account, started my investment journey. Yep. You teach to our members for 100%. the Fitness Life Coaching. So yeah. I want to go into that. So for the people listening, like, yeah, it's a plug, of course, because we started it, but there's great value in it. Yeah. So when Justin and I first had this conversation, we wanted to create something that we wish we had Yeah. when we were younger. 100%. Because no one taught us how to be fit and handle our money. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 in a few months now. And like, I just learned that shit last year from you. Yeah. Right? No one taught us that in school. I had no one. If you're not from that world yeah. and no one in the environment knows that stuff, yeah, you're probably not going to learn it. Yeah, I didn't get a six pack until I was like 32 or 33 and worked with my first fitness coach. And I had tried by myself for 15 plus years to figure it out. Then yeah. I work with a coach okay. and bam, four to six months. I'm like abs, muscles, like great on camera, like shirtless at the beach. Oh my God. Yeah. Why did I waste 15 years trying to figure out on my own? Yeah. And you know, like you're saying, like same thing with money. Yeah. Like if I had fit rich life coaching or something like that, when I was working in Hollywood, making all that money, like I would have been financially free, financially independent, like in my, like before, well before 30, like, yeah. you know, in my middle twenties, Yeah. like, and how cool. And so like you and I talk about this all the time, like we design this program to like, you know, be the program that we wish we had when we were younger or at a certain time in our life. Like yeah. I did the same thing with my money. I started working with like masterminds and coaches and basically like, you know, around 34 and 35, somewhere around there. And then by 37, I was a millionaire. I was like, Jesus Christ, if I had done this when I was 25, you know, I might've not been a millionaire in two years, but I would have been a millionaire much sooner than 37. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm happy I started earlier. Yeah. Than you did. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm happy we met and we we did this. So, you know, ultimately for for the people that we work with, like what are some of the tools that where actually what are some of the wins that you've seen from our members? You have some pretty incredible wins financially. I got a lot of great physical transformation, yeah. but a lot of great financial wins. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ones. And it's it's because there's so many different sides of money. 
And, you know, I think the, the win that all of them have is just starting to feel a level of confidence mastery around their money where they're no longer afraid of their money, but they actually start to get comfortable, like with managing their money, looking at their money, understanding where they're, they are, where they're trying to go. Um, so that's like all the members benefit from that. And they sound more excited about it too. Yeah. Cause then, you know, how many times, like, it just like makes my heart sing when they're like, guess what? Like I talked to my mom about money for the first time ever. I talked to my brother or my sister and my best friend. Like we were talking about like investing and saving and paying off debt. And they're just like the freedom that was like expressed in their voice as they're sharing with me because like yeah. money is so taboo yeah people don't want like, to talk about you it you don't talk to your friends and be like yo how much you make how much debt you have yeah how well much my friends have? we do talk yeah to yes you're different exactly like yeah. we do that but you know up until i got into kind of the world of financial independence and financial freedom i didn't talk to anybody because i was like yeah i'm ashamed of myself i don't want to talk i don't want them to ask about mine yeah. Um. So that's like, uh, you know, huge wins, just like experiencing that freedom. But like, literally, we had one member who his goal was to pay off 21 grand in debt in six months. And literally, he did it in three and a half months. Yeah. And he literally said to me, like, this is the first time I've ever been debt free in my entire life. So mm -hmm. I know that's not technically true. Cause like at some point when he was a kid, he probably didn't have debt, but basically as soon as since he, he acquired since debt, since he yeah. got a credit card when he was, you know, probably in his teenager years or young, you know, twenties, like he's been in debt yeah. and like for the first time in his life, you know, and, and he was in like his, his like mid thirties yeah. and he's like, Holy shit. Like I'm finally debt free. Uh, I just had another member of a few weeks ago um, let me know that she actually surpassed that member. She's paid off $50,000 in debt. Nice. In the last, I think I want to call it seven months, six, yeah. seven months. And I was just like, I'm so proud of you because like, these are people who thought they would be in debt for the rest of their life. Yeah. Right. And so that's one side of it. other members. Like I literally, one of our members, like she literally got her dream job like working with us, like basically, you know, uh, during one of the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, I was like, okay, like, let's like, let's figure out like, what would your like dream job be right now in your life? It doesn't have to be for your entire life, yeah. but like right now, if you could do anything that like, it's like, you know, possible, uh, right. Uh, like what would that be? And then literally within like a month or so of like deciding what that was, she got the job. Yeah. And so like, that was another, and then seeing other members being like starting Airbnb businesses, uh, you know, starting to get into real estate. Almost every single member has like now, I believe every single member has now started, uh, has become an investor. Mm -hmm. And these are all people who are like, I don't know how to invest. I'm so scared. And like, I don't know what to do. And like, we teach the members to do that because yeah. like part of becoming financially free is becoming an investor, right? Yeah. Cause like, if you don't invest, like it doesn't matter how much save money you save. Like you're just like, like investing just takes you up to a whole, that's where your money is making money. Yeah. Right. There's kind of like three levels of like, uh, money. There's like trading your time for money. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's using your money to buy time. And then there's your money is making you money mm -hmm. and creating more time for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm at level two now. Yeah. So I'm still using my money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, 
I think one thing I want to mention is for the people listening. So with the, with the program, what we do is like Justin mentioned, there's many different variables to, to the equation, but we focus on helping the members, you know, increase their earning capacity, Yeah, helping them track because we have an awesome tracker. And there's obviously many other tools to like help them um, track, have an awareness and reduce their, their cost of living. Yeah. Um, and so obviously and increasing their, their savings rate. Yep. So there's multiple components to it. One thing I want to say, because I don't like this mindset approach. I know Justin is on the same board as me. This is not a make money quick, rich, oh, no. like that's not, it's not quick money. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a quick fat loss. Like this is a long game yeah, plan. hundred percent. Justin's transformation, long game, my transformation, yeah. Long game and as even well. Two years to a millionaire is insanely fast, and yeah. there's luck involved in that. Like that's right time, right place. Yeah. But like, I truly believe like almost anyone can get to millionaire status in five to ten years yeah. if if you're like dedicated. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you'll do it faster. Yeah. Uh, but anyone with the right skill set, the right kind of like, you know, team around them of like coaches and mentors, like can get there in five to ten years, no problem. Yeah, because when I did the numbers, like I earned, I'm pretty good, right? Yeah, you, we're gonna you, seven figures. Yeah, it would take me about four to five years to get there. Yeah. That where where I would be financially free because my number was higher than your first one. Yeah, to kind of stay there. Yeah, I like, you know, it's a little more luxury. So my yeah. number is a well, bit higher. And it all that's the coolest thing uh, that about the program and about the game of money mm-hmm. is it's fully customized to the individual the program is so like some people are in the debt payoff Mm -hmm. some people are in the like i want to earn more money some people are like i want to get a better job because i hate my job some people are like i want to learn how to invest or like get into like start a side hustle or whatever um and it's not like like you know the program what i love so much about it is the fact that it is custom tailored to the individual for like where they're at in life and where they want to go, yeah. right? It's not like, hey, everyone gets the same program and everyone does the same exact thing. Now, yeah. there's certain things that like, like to, there's certain tools everyone gets that everyone uses to get yeah. to their goals, but the program is always tailored. And then the money journey for you yeah. and for me uh, and everyone else is highly individualistic, right? Like yeah, you earn a lot right? of money, right? Yeah. So you can rock it up to like financial independence, a lot faster because you don't need to necessarily worry about earning a ton more money. You just need to now accumulate and build wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And now like you've seen working with me, you're suddenly starting to accumulate money. Yeah. Right. And whereas before it's just kind of like you're making more, but like there was nothing to show for it. Yeah. And that was me too. Yeah. Like I was making plenty of money, but there's nothing to show. You get to your, at the end of the year, like, this is on this how much profit I got. That's very little. Like where did where did it yeah. all go? Or it's like fuck, I made that much money, but there's nothing in my bank. Yeah, I know. Myself. I was like, where did it go, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. Um, the other thing is we have a broad range of people in the program. Right? Yeah. We had a few multimillionaires in the program, yep. just like we have, you know, the mom next door that's yep. in the program. We have there's some students. Yep. There's some younger people in the program, like different yeah. age ranges from different backgrounds. Our youngest member right now is around 22, 23, and our oldest member right now is uh, I think 58. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, there's people like if there's someone who's even younger or even older, like we're happy to take with them because like we're all on a different journey. Exactly. There's no age to mastering your money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, you talk to some people um, that 
didn't end up joining the program that should have, you know, it's, some people, you know, are making multi six figures hundred percent, and they have a runway of like two months. Like if yeah. they don't make money for two months, like they're screwed. They Everything, have nothing. The house of cards falls down. And that is unfortunately most people. Yeah. Uh, literally most people it's like if they stop earning money within one to three months everything would fall apart mm -hmm. they would lose their house like they'd be like you know either moving in with their parents or out on the street yeah and that's crazy what kind of stressful life that is to live that you're just constantly running right yeah. you're constantly sprinting you're just trying yeah. to keep up you're always on that like hamster wheel yeah it's so like and you can't you can't even pause to be like wait am i living the life i want to live yeah. Because you're like, fuck, I can't even, like, I, can't, I don't even have time to stop and think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just so people understand, like, this is a big passion for, for Justin and I, because, yeah. you know, Justin was in a position and got to the position of financial freedom. To me, um, get yeah, fucked, slept in my car. I was fasting for a long time. <laughs> right. Like, I, so for me, I really focused on increasing my earning capacity, yeah. which skyrocketed. But on the flip side, I had to learn to like reduce my, my expenses because it does kind of creep up yeah. as you, as you're in more. So that, that's the part I'm focusing on. Yeah. Um, so everyone's on their own journey, but it's definitely something like I wish I had, and Justin wishes he had. Yep. And it's so awesome to see the wins from, from the members. Yeah. And the coolest thing about it is like, it's not forever. Like you don't have to be frugal forever. Mm -hmm. Like you can, if you enjoy it. Yeah. But like I would say the most interesting thing. So I hit, you know, kind of like my first level of financial independence around 37 and mm -hmm. I'm about to turn 41. So it's been, you know, uh, like four years. So the last yeah. two to three years, I've kind of really been like exploring what is my rich life, you know, and I call it my fit rich life because who doesn't want to be fit and rich and mm -hmm. live a great life. And so now it's like, I spend a lot more on like the nice home that we live in, right? Yeah. Then, you know, for nine years, like I lived in, like, it wasn't like the worst place in the world. It was, it was, it was what I like to say. It was the worst house in a really nice neighborhood. Yeah. It was, it was a nice house, but it's different. I never saw all of your old house, Yeah, but I went because we're shopping from the apartment right now because yeah. we're moving to LA. Yeah. So when Ivy shows me, she's like, oh, I found this home. I'm like, show yeah. me the kitchen. Yeah. You can tell if the house is nice just by the kitchen. So I remember the tiles on yeah. your other kitchen. Yeah. I was like, I know what kind of home it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a nice yeah. kitchen here. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that's the thing though. I, I utilize, so when I discovered financial independence, I chose to stay in that place mm -hmm. because it allowed me to like, as I continued to earn more, save more and more. So mm -hmm. I could have moved to a much nicer place and believe me, my wife really did want to, but I said to my wife, like, it is so important to me to achieve financial freedom. Like, can you just like be patient with me? We'll move to a nicer place, but it's really important for me to like get us to financial freedom as fast yeah. as possible. And, you know, bless her heart. She was like, she wanted to move like five years ago and yeah. we just moved. Right. Yeah. And, but she did that for me. And that's why I say it's a team game. Right. Because yeah. if we didn't have that conversation, if she didn't agree to support my dream of financial freedom, like that could have ended the relationship, right? But yeah. instead we decided to talk about it. And that was another thing we work with our members um, and I'm really passionate about is how do you talk about money with your significant other, right? Yeah. Because it is such a team game. Now, again, I said this earlier in the podcast, you do not be need, you do not need to go at the same speed you don't even have the same have the same values. It's okay if one person's hyper frugal and the other person is just like mindful of their money. 
Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what me and my wife did. Yeah. Like my wife continued to eat out with her friends. I was like, go ahead. I don't care. You can like yeah. eat out, like use your money to eat out. And I'm going to use my money and like put it into the investments. Yeah. Like for us. Cause like that's, that's more fun and exciting than eating out to me right now yeah. at this point in my life. So now like I eat out once or twice a week, we just had awesome vegan sushi. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we live in a nice house and like I, I have three different gym memberships, like, you know, like now I invest in the things that bring me massive happiness. So like, yeah, like I'm always like, how do I increase the richness of my life and how do I strategically use my money to live my best fit rich life? And so I've moved out of frugality and into proactively ever evolving and building my, my fit rich best life. Yeah. I think it's something important to point out. Everyone has their thing that they value the most. Yeah. Like you're not going to go buy a Rolex, right? No. Boy, you're going to have three gym memberships and a Garmin and a Whoop and an Oura ring. Yeah. Three, three, three fitness trackers and three gym memberships. Right. So like yeah. your values are yeah. in that and that's where you're spending more money versus yeah. on some other things. Right. Yeah. So I think that's an important distinction for people to make. It's we all have certain things that we value more than. Yeah others that bring us the most joy and those are the things we should go towards yeah and so fitness is one of my values so of course i'm going to spend money on gym memberships and like you know three different trackers because like (laughs) that brings that feeds that value right for me um and you know fitness is also part of my discipline right so those values actually like nurture each other yeah right and you know, we're in my like uh, creative studio right now and there's kettlebells and there's dumbbells and there's treadmill, long boards. Yeah. Slant board. Stands. Yeah. <laughs> like the baton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like now I put my money towards those things that add additional richness to my life. And I'm no longer now. Am I still frugal in certain areas? Yeah. Like my car, like I'm still driving a Prius because like I don't really care. Like I like the way it looks. I like the way it drives. It gets great gas mileage and it, the cost of maintenance is nothing. Like it is so low insurance, super low. And like, it gets me to and from the gym, which is what is most important. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a component of like confidence slash old ego. So what I mean by that is faking that you have money yeah. versus actually having money. So yeah. when you fake you have money, you want like the nice car, the nice yeah. apartment, all that all yeah. that stuff. And then when you actually have money, you just don't care about all of these things anymore. Yeah. And I feel like it's such a journey that I've had to go through and that most people have to go through. They go through like, oh, I'm starting to make money. I need to look like I'm making money. Yeah. And then when you start to have like real money, you're like, I'm just gonna wear like a plastic watch and i'm just gonna wear like normal clothes there's that little like journey that everyone seems to go through yeah how was that for you like what was kind of like what internally shifted or was it just deciding that it became a game it was deciding it became a game and deciding that like um really choosing myself and what i mean by that is like i believe that all of us not just me but like you everyone listening to this you can make anything cool. Mm-hmm. It's just the mindset. Yeah. So like I made frugality cool. Like, so when my friends like who weren't into doing what I was doing, I was like, yo, I'm fucking saving all this money, like doing all these like ridiculous things because guess what? I'm becoming financially free. 
like, and it's fucking rad. Like, do you know how much I have saved and invested now compared to like before I did this? Like, oh, I just like hit my first hundred thousand invested. Oh, sweet. Now I'm at 300,000. And like, to me, I tied my like coolness to like building wealth and financial freedom. Right? That's your identity to it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I was like, that's like, I don't want the things to define me. Mm -hmm. I want like that freedom to define me. Right. Yeah. That idea of, of creating freedom for my own life. Right. Yeah. And anyone can get behind that because if I like, you know, turn the audience, I said like, Hey, if you never had to work for money again, like, would that be a life that you want to live where you could literally do anything you wanted? Like, you know, for work, for play, for the rest of your life. Would you want that? I don't know anyone who said no. That mm -hmm. that sounds like a dumb, dumb life to live. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I want to talk about one last piece of mindset. Sure. Um, so people are at different stages of life, right? So like we talked, there's multiple variables to the equation of yep. financial freedom. One of them is saving. The other one is increasing earning capacity. Yeah. So I am still like... I think I'm always going to be learning and evolving from the old mindset. Yeah. So I can already like think how the old me would think about this conversation. Yeah. Of like, but Justin, I don't have any money right now. So I can't invest in a coach yeah. to kind of learn how to make more money and to manage my money. Yeah. Now having invested like hundreds of thousands of dollars in mentors and coaches, I'm like, ah, I know I get it. But the old me wouldn't understand that. Yeah. So for the people that are listening that are, in a stage of their life where they want to get out of the position that they're in, what yeah. is something that you would share with them that you've also seen for yourself? Yeah. So in order to move to a new level of life, you have to take a new level of action. Mm -hmm. So if you want to achieve financial freedom or become fit or, you know, transform your life you're gonna have to start taking action in new different and powerful ways and you can do it on your own if you'd like um the chances that is going to take you a lot longer than working with say a professional coach in whatever area you're looking to excel mm -hmm. um is like it's going to take probably 10 to 20 times as long if not longer to do it by yourself trying to figure it out yeah. Or you could just like bite the bullet and make the best investment possible, which is the investment in yourself. Like even yeah. better than investing in, you know, uh, you know, the stock market and an index fund is investing in yourself. And you look at all the most successful people in the world, whether the athletes, businessmen, great husbands, great wives, like many of them if not all of them mm. utilize coaching and professionals like masterminds, coaches, et cetera. So you may think that like, Oh, investing this, you know, whatever, call it, uh, you know, $3,000 for a six month program or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's like so much money. But like, I guarantee you, if you go start working through all of your expenses, you can claw back three grand in a year. Almost everyone can. Yeah, And if not, you can start to figure out how to like, at least get partway there and then like sign up with someone who will get you there that much faster. So you could go from, you know, managing your expenses down so you can get that extra money to invest in that professional help and you can rocket your way forward. Yeah. Or you can spend 10, 20, 30, maybe even a lifetime trying to figure out by yourself. Yeah. So 
it's like what speed do you want to go to go at yeah right that's what a mentor is you're you're buying speed and certainty because the mistakes have been made before and you're basically being prevented those mistakes exactly like the reason i'm not as far as you are right now is because like i didn't have me when i was your age Mm -hmm. right and so like another great way to get like coaching for free is to start a business with someone who's better at something than you are so and this goes both ways right so like i'd never been an online coach always dreamed of being a fitness and money coach but i didn't know how to do it yeah so there's two things i could have done i could have hired a coach to teach me how to do it or i could partner with this guy right (laughs) and that's what i did and like we were profitable month one yeah like what business is profitable in the uh first month like very few like percentage wise yeah right and so that's another way is like you can literally go work for somebody Mm -hmm. uh who like is already living the life that you want to live right so like whether you pay for the coaching or you like start working for the person or with the person those are ways but you have to start taking new action in new ways if you want to get to a new level of life yeah right and I just think it's so straightforward to just like, I still work with coaches. Yep. I've worked with relationship coaches, breakthrough coaches, business coaches, money coaches, career coaches. It's like, I'm constantly, you know, fitness coaches. Cause like, I'm like, why do I want to like spend 15 years trying huh. to figure out how to get abs yeah. when I can do it in four to six months and like whatever the next version of the abs is, yeah. you know, how to earn you know, $2 million a year or like, you know, how to build a business or, you know, a certain type of business, um, or how to take my marriage to the next level. Um, so yeah. Yeah. There's a thing with investing. We, we always use like use having skin in the game when you invest in a coach, Yeah, but I think because money is energy. Um, mm-hmm. and so ultimately if you choose to put some of your money and energy towards for, let's say a coaching program, then, I think like everyone has an internal list of priorities, right? So it can be like partner, health, career, chilling, relaxing, like whatever people has this this internal list. Yeah. You said earlier, the version of like action expresses priorities. Yeah. So naturally your actions are showing what the priority of this list, this list is. Yeah. But when you spend money on something, you're consciously choosing to bump up this area of your life that you're investing in higher on that list. So you're more likely to spend more time and energy on it because you just naturally brought it up because you spent money on it. Yeah, because we all want to get value for our money, right? So it's like, you know, if you've ever been like as a kid, I don't know, were you ever given some like awesome toy? Oh, yeah. And then what about like you contrast that when you like worked your fucking ass off to earn the money to buy that toy? Yeah. Which toy did you value more? Oh, yeah. The one you paid for. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like, like, honestly, if getting fit and rich is like simple as fuck, like, you know, eat less calories than you burn and exercise. Cool. You're fit. Uh, Save more money than you spend and in debt invest difference. Awesome. You're rich. Yeah. And the problem isn't the like uh, the the actual like actions. The problem is the implementation. And the incredible thing about coaching is they empower you to implement. 
Mm-hmm. Right. They hold you accountable. They give you strategies. They give you tools. They save you decades of time, energy, and frustration. Yeah. And that's what you're paying for. And they help you build a new identity. 100%. Yeah. That's a big part. Yeah. I mean, because I just get goosebumps about like literally, I just got goosebumps being like thinking about like I'm the type of person who gets coaches because like I'm a high performer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And anyone who steps into coaching for their first time, they're like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm that person that's like such high performing that I like, I have a coach. Yeah. Like that feels good. Yeah. Right. It's an identity piece also to believe that yeah. high performers get coaches. Right. It's also a recognition that I think most of us are looking for, which is I am worthy. Mm-hmm. Right. I am worthy to have a coach. Yeah. And the way you affirm that is by investing in it, because then it's like, hell yeah, I am. I deserve this. Yeah. Like I deserve to build my fitness or my money or my best life or whatever it is, the business, whatever you're getting the coaching for, like Maxim and I, like, we don't care if you sign up for our coaching program. We're just Uh like, we just want you to build your best life and like get there as fast as possible. And it's an ever evolving thing, but each time you get to a new level, you start to work like you, you work with a new set of people, coaches, uh, friends, mentors, business associates, colleagues, et cetera, yeah. that help bring you into that next level. And then you kind of master that level and then you want to go to the next level, right? Yeah. And Justin is right. Like I've kicked out program. I've kicked out people out of my coaching program because they weren't doing the work. Yeah. We don't care for just to get a bunch of clients. What we want is success stories. We want people yeah. that are actually going to implement, they're actually going to change their life. If you're going to come in and do nothing, like we don't want, we don't want your investment, right? Yeah. Ultimately, we want you to do the work. We're here to change lives, yeah. right? We don't yeah. like, we're okay. <laughs> so, Especially me. Cause like, yeah, I, I want to get richer, but I don't need the money. Like what yeah. I, what I'm looking for is the impact. Yeah. Like I like, that's what feeds me. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's like, if I gave everyone this program for free, no, no one would do it. They would do nothing. Cause there's a bunch of resources on Google, yeah. and YouTube. No one's using them. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's <laughs> and, yeah. and like, there's, this is one thing I really like to point out there. There are plenty of people who've achieved financial independence without coaches for sure, but they are, well, they're also the minority. Mm-hmm. Most people need help. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with needing help. It's actually like, it's so brilliant and brave when you recognize like, wait a minute, I do need help and that's okay. Yeah. And because like humans were meant to do this work together, not in isolation. So some people are really good about like researching everything online and implementing, 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 but other people, they need the infrastructure. They need the accountability. They need the emotional, mental, spiritual support that yeah. comes with a coaching program. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I work with coaches, I'm in masterminds. So do you. Yeah. Right. A lot on those. And it's like, yes, I figured out other parts of my life without getting a coach, but like the, the, the areas that I'm the most expressed in the most successful in, I've gotten a lot of help. Yeah. There's, um, talk about like investing in yourself and you being worth it. There's a, I find it funny because most people will land, let's say two grand. If a friend's really stuck, or like some family member in it, there's like, yeah, take the money. But when it comes time to investing in themselves, oh, yeah, they're like, so nah, like I can't, yeah, I can't do that for myself. No, yeah, but don't like, lend ah, grand for it. their I'm, friend. I don't, I don't deserve it. Or like, you know, it's too much. I, I shouldn't like 
do something else with the money. Yeah. And ultimately my life only changed because I reached out for help. Yeah. If I didn't do that, I would, we would not be here recording this podcast. (laughs) I would not be moving to California. It's only because I asked for help and there's nothing wrong with that. It's again, it's the ego piece, right? Um, Especially for like men is the kind of thing that comes up the most often, but like the Rolex, the car, the nice apartment, I don't need help. I can do this on my own. Yeah. And then they progress. They don't say they regress. (laughs) A lot of them don't progress. They just regress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, I always love to say that, like, when we do the work together, you go so much faster and you have so much more fun. Yeah. And you go so much farther. Yeah. And I want to offer, like, a last, because we talked about reframing earlier, last reframing. Um, I am currently on working on making one of the biggest investments of my life Mm -hmm. um, in working with Tony Robbins. Um, And... It scares me a little bit because it's a lot. <laughs> it should. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but like, I want to present my my how I'm framing it for myself. Yeah. If I don't do this, the money that I'm going to not be able to earn extra, or the impact that I'm not going to be able to have, is far greater than my current investment. Mm. Right, and I calculate my investment in it and how much I have to sell to be able to get that money back. Yeah. Is am I going to be able to sell this much to be able to pay for this thing out of working with Tony Robbins? Yeah. I know I will. It's not an issue. Right. How much more impact can I have? Right. Is that worth more than the investment I'm making? Yes. Yeah. Am I going to save decades of stupid mistakes and costly mistakes? Yeah. Because when you start off in business, you make mistakes. It's like, oh, a hundred dollar mistake, a thousand dollar mistake. Any progression is like, $10,000 mistake, $50,000 mistake. Yeah. And you're like, they, your mistakes become more expensive. Yeah. And so it's like, am I going to be able to like speed up the process by decades and reduce the amount of mistakes and the cost of those mistakes? Yeah. Like, yeah, then therefore the investment is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I go could go back to my 25 year old self and say like, hey, like if you invest like three grand, I will shave off 10 years of your fitness journey and 10 years of your money journey. Yeah. Would you like to do that? And I don't know what I would say, but I would hope that my 25 year old self would be like, fuck yeah, 10 years. Like if I could just bring him to the, like my life now and say like, look how hard, long you struggled, mm-hmm. how confused you were, how many different things you tried, how frustrated you were. Yeah. I can save you 10 years for like, you know, whatever the coaching program costs, three grand, five grand, 10 grand, whatever it is. Um, I would hope my, and I, I think now myself, when I like am considering like you, that next level yeah. of coaching and development, like I know that like my, you know, I'm 40, about to be 41. My 50 year old self would be like, do it, do it. Yeah. Like you should do it. Like, cause then when I'm 50, we're going to be so much farther along. And, and that's like a really great way to think through it is like, what would make your future self proud? Like mm-hmm. what would empower your future self to go even farther? Yeah. I think that's what Fit Rich Life program is. Yeah. It's us going back 10 years <laughs> and teaching. Yeah. Right. You go back, back to the future. Exactly. So it's <laughs> us teaching the earlier version of ourselves that we could have been in a much better position. Because, dude, how many like mistakes have we made? How many mistakes have you made? How many mistakes have I made? Yeah. How much does it cost? 100%. Yeah. 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 And I know we're closing down. There's just kind of like one thing I always like to share. It's just kind of part of my philosophy. 
and it's uh, three principles um, to really, you know, continuously optimize your life. Mm -hmm. And the three principles are one, you are the average of the 10 to 20 people you spend the most energy with. Now we all live in this virtual digital offline online world. So yeah. you can spend energy with people you don't even know, listen to their podcasts, watch their social media, read their books, etc. Um, but you also spend time with people that are around you physically and the people you work with. This is one of the reasons I like and love working with Maxim is because like I'm an average of like him and the other people in my life. So that's the first principle. The second principle is you are a product of your environment. And these are okay. all the physical and uh, uh, physical and digital environments that you want to put yourself in um, or proactively or subconsciously. Um, and the third principle is you are what you consume. And this includes food, information, experiences, social media, music, movie, TV, et cetera. So if you want to continuously optimize your life, optimize the people that you spend energy with, like they are always calling forth your highest, best self, the next evolution of you. Optimize your environments, like making sure your environments are calling forth the next evolution, the best version of you and optimize what you consume. So mm -hmm. it is like literally you're putting into your mind, into your eyes, into your mouth, the things that are empowering your health, your happiness, your mindset, your growth, your fitness, et cetera. And if you just focus on those three principles, like your life will transform continuously for the better. And like an easy way to like radically up level that people portion is to invest in coaching mm -hmm. or a mastermind or do some sort of program that forces you to be around the type of people that you want to be like. Yeah, absolutely. That's also, that's another big part is the community aspect because you're surrounded by people that are on the same boat as you have similar values and are also trying to build new identities to yep. become that version of themselves. Yep. And a lot of people don't have that in their real life. Yep. So virtually is how I got it originally. Justin, man, I am very grateful that you took some time on a Friday because I know you don't work on Friday. Well, for me, this is fine. So okay, cool. <laughs> so grateful that you took some time in sharing your 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 story, your knowledge, and experience and Really hope that people connected with it uh, because when you first share these concepts with me, I was like, damn, I want that too. Yeah. Right. And to see that it was actually possible within my lifetime, I'll put it that way. It's possible for anybody. Yeah. It was yeah. very, it was very exciting. Yeah. And it really changed my perspective with how I manage my finances, how I manage my earning capacity and kind of yeah. the things that I was going for to, to have the greater impact. So I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, for the people that want more details about the program, um, all the links will be down below, right? So there's going to be a link for the Fitness Life coaching program, or you can just go on Justin's Instagram and send him a quick message. Uh, Justin's always open to having a conversation with you, um, kind of see, you know, where you're at, where you want to go, what would need to happen um, and see if we'd be able to to help you. Yep. Uh, so those would be the two best places. Yep. It's at Justin David Carl, um, or you can literally just search on Instagram, Justin Dragon. I'm usually the first one that pops up. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So Nickname is Dragon. Yeah. So I'll put all the link in the show notes. Also, Justin has his podcast, which is going to go through a little little rebrand. So I'll let you share that. So uh, depending on when you listen to this, uh, currently the podcast is called Alchemized Life, but uh, it is now going to be uh, alchemized and transformed into Fit Rich Life podcast. So I'm kind of in this uh, another life evolution where I'm just trying to get everything all aligned together 
mm-hmm. like unified under one identity that is really like sharing the message that I want to share, which is like everyone deserves to live their fit rich life, the best version of that. And it's possible for everybody. And so uh, again, it'll either be Alchemize Life or Fit Rich Life uh, or just search Justin David Carl um, on all the socials or wherever you listen to podcasts and you'll find me. Yeah. And I'll put the link down in the show notes if the name has changed. Yeah. Um, I'll put the new link down below. Um, So everyone, thank you very much for listening to this podcast episode. As you guys can see, this show is a little bit longer than my other podcast, Fit Vegan. We went like double or triple the time, but it was awesome. A lot of great value. Uh, So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate it five star, leave a review, go check out Justin, and then we'll see you guys in the next episode. Awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. Ciao. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.